Welcome to Victory Christian Center. You're about to hear from our senior pastor, Pastor Stefan Schlugel, as he brings a message. The title for this morning's message is Receiving God's Wisdom for 2023. Receiving God's Wisdom for 2023. And the subtitle there, and again, it's in your outline, but it says there that wisdom is the principal thing. Um, you know, we are at the beginning of another year. Everybody's obviously conscious of that and uh, very aware. And uh, as in previous years, we've got multiple uh, focuses and responsibilities that are before us that need to be negotiated, that need to be balanced, and that need to be fleshed out. And, uh, you know, we are conscious also that decisions that we make at the beginning of the year, they will largely determine where we find ourselves at the end of the year, okay? Uh, we don't suddenly end up in a place and in a space automatically, per se. We need to make good decisions. And uh, of course, we know that good decisions being made at any stage uh, in life is a good thing, and it'll translate into a good life. But particularly at the beginning of the year, we want to lay down some anchor points and say, this is who I'm going to be this year. This is what I'm going to do. This is going to be my priority this year. And even if I have to offload other things that I haven't got time for anymore, this is what we're going to do this year. You know, the word says that what we sow is what we reap. So let's sow good seeds because we want to reap a good harvest. And sometimes it takes a while for these things to come around. You know, the Bible speaks of seed time and harvest. And this is in the natural. Seeds are sown in a paddock or in a place or in a space or for that matter in a pot plant. And then there is some time and then there is a harvest. And uh, so it is with the seeds that we sow. Sometimes it takes a while. In fact, every time it takes a while. Certain things sort of come back on you immediately, but other things take a while. So let's sow good seeds. Uh, Bible says that God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, that shall he also reap. So we're sowing to the Spirit. We're sowing into righteousness. We're sowing into the Christian principles and living them out this year. So let me start by uh, reading from Proverbs chapter 4 and uh, starting from verse 5. It says, get wisdom, get understanding. Turn to the person next to you and tell him that. Get wisdom, get understanding. Just tell him right now, okay? Because that's what the Word tells us, okay? It says, do not forget, um, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. She will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Here it is. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, she will promote you. She will bring you honor, and when you embrace her, she will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. And when it says she, it means wisdom. All right. So one thing that uh, I'm sort of made aware of each time I read through the book of Proverbs, particularly the early few chapters, there are three words that keep on reoccurring. And that's number one, wisdom, number two, knowledge, number three, understanding. Those three words that go over and over and over. And uh, of course, if we start with knowledge, just to break it down a little bit, knowledge has to do with information. And I will call that the input. There's an input of information into our lives. Uh, understanding 
uh, on the other hand, has to do with comprehension. When we receive knowledge uh, and when we understand it, then we have comprehended it. And wisdom has to do with output. Um, wisdom deals with, with it, wisdom is the ability to correctly apply knowledge. Now, I do a little bit of uh, practical things, trying to work with my hand. You know, I got a number of tool cases. Um, I got a general tool case. Uh, then I got a tool case for electrical work. And then I got another tool case for some plumbing work. Because we do a bit of property and a few bits and pieces there. And I, I want to be practical. I want to fix some things myself. And then I got a few other specialized tools. And when I go somewhere, I take it all with me. All right. Because, you know, I've learned by experience that the very tool case that I leave at home when I go out to a property to do something, that is the very tool case that I need. And, uh, you know, if you like, we can call these tool cases all, all information. There's all different types of information in there. But by wisdom, I know which tool case to reach into and to pull it out for that particular task. And that's what wisdom does. Wisdom helps us to bring out the right kind of knowledge at the right time for the right setting and to deal with the situation that's on hand. You know, wisdom helps us to avoid problems. And if there are problems, it, it helps us to solve problems. How many of you know that many of our problems are many, of them, many times self-made? You know, we just didn't make good decisions. Uh, said things we shouldn't have said. Done things we shouldn't have done. All right. So making good decisions is a good thing. Wisdom empowers us to make wise decisions and wise choices in life. So that's kind of a, a preamble, a, a kind of a, a way to lay out where we're going. And uh, I trust, you know, that uh, you're buckled in. The rope might get a bit bumpy as we go and uh, that your, your phone is on flight mode because we're about to take off. We're going somewhere this morning. I believe really that God wants to speak to us about some things. Number one, wisdom is the principal thing. Principal, um, you know, uh, amongst the trio of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, we should make getting wisdom the priority. Information comes to us, uh, and uh, some of it we need to look for, obviously. But somehow, and amongst that trio, he says wisdom is the principal thing. Principal meaning it's the, it's the beginning part, it's, it's chief. You know, when we are talking about principle, uh, and the way that this is spelled, there are two words. There's principle, as in certain principles that we live by. And then there's the principle thing, which is the spelling that you would apply to, say, a school principal. The school principal is the chief. He's the head of the school, and he determines what's going to happen. All right, so that's the kind of principle that we're talking about. It's, according to one dictionary, it is chief, it is the choicest part. And one um, Bible commentary says that principle is that which is superior in value to all others in the same class or in the same kind. And you know, friends, our education system by and large deals with information and deals with understanding, but not necessarily with wisdom. All right? So you can actually educate somebody beyond their level of intelligence. I remember many years ago, I met this dear man. I met him in the bar. He was the barman. 
And I was in the bar because that's where I was looking for fellowship before I got saved. And so here we are, we are chatting. And he tells me that he had gone to university. He'd done a law degree and uh, he even finished it. But in the end, he said, look, he says, I can't function in that world, he says, because for all the information that they've given me and I was able to even regurgitate it, I just don't understand it. So he became a barman. All right, so <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being a barman, but I hope he got saved like me, so to get him out of the bar. I got saved, he got me out of the bar. And uh, so I'm just saying all of that, that you can educate somebody beyond their level of, of, of uh, intelligence and, uh, and still have no wisdom. And it is quite possible that somebody could be the finance uh, minister of any nation, I'm not make, making reference to our finance minister, but he could be included in that, that they, they make the decisions for the finance of a whole nation. Can't even balance their own personal bank books. So how do you know what we're talking about? So you get somebody that functions as a, as a counselor to tell other people how to live their lives and their whole life is a total mess. I mean, I've had counselors talk to me. They said, look, I can't get it together. I'm telling other people what to do, but I can't get it together myself. What is that? It's a lack of wisdom. All right, plenty of information, but it is a lack of wisdom. So Proverbs 2.6 says, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. There are those three words again. And please note, all three of these fundamental qualities, they come from God. All right? They come from God. And I would like to suggest, and we're not just talking about spiritual knowledge. We're not just talking about learning about God and about, you know, where we come from and where we're going and about eternity and spiritual things. No, I, I believe that, that all the sciences uh, that we know today and that we have, and all of that's come from God. God doesn't just want to bless the Christians with knowledge. God wants to bless humanity with knowledge so that they can live better lives. All right. People the, people, the inventors, they haven't figured this out. I mean, they were obviously searching for one thing or other, and some things they come across accidentally, but somehow God has released that uh, information and that understanding to humanity. So all knowledge comes from God, all good knowledge. Uh, and of course, we could now bounce into talking about the tree of, 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 of the knowledge of good and evil. There's certain kind of knowledge that we don't need, but other knowledge that we do need. Okay, so, and when we are talking about wisdom here, we are talking about God's wisdom from God or God's wisdom. We're not talking about this world's wisdom. And there is a huge and a vast difference between the two. Let me read you from James chapter 3 verse 13. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Underline that word if you've got a pen in your hand. In the meekness of wisdom. It says, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. But this wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and, and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing is there. But the wisdom that is from above, it is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. 
So right here, the Bible contrasts between God's wisdom and the world's wisdom. And there is a vast difference between those two. Okay, the world's wisdom, he says, it is earthly. In other words, it is from this world. It has not descended from above. It has not come from God. It is, in fact, it's, it's from this world. And, but even worse, as we go on, it says it is sensual. Uh, sensual meaning, it, uh, the Greek word there is, is, is suki. It, it's it's uh, soulish. All right. It's kind of feeling-based, if you like. And it springs from the corrupt desires of uh, human beings. And then it, it, the, the third word or the third description regarding the wisdom that is of this world, he says, it is demonic. So it has not descended from above, it has descended from below. It is demonic. In the King James Version, it calls it devilish. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's the world's wisdom. Yet the wisdom of God is first pure. It is peaceable. It is gentle. It is willing to yield full of mercy and good fruits without partiality, without hypocrisy. All right. And here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Apostle Paul speaks about it too. Um, and we just read from James. We're now reading from Apostle Paul. Uh, here in 1 Corinthians 3.19, he says, For this world's wisdom is foolishness. And in brackets it says, absurdity and stupidity. Okay. <laughs> it says, it is, it is absurdity and stupidity with God. For it is written, He lays hold of the wise in their own craftiness. And again, verse 20, the Lord knows the thoughts and reasonings of the humanly wise and recognizes how futile they are. Okay, so he doesn't spare any punches here, does he? He just gets straight to the point. You know, uh, what's happened is uh, that legitimate sciences that, uh, that are legitimate, that they're tr true science in the last while have been twisted and manipulated and mixed with this world's wisdom. And much of what we've been told in the last few years under the guise of follow the science has been and is utter absurdity and utter stupidity. Okay? The thoughts and the reasonings of many of the humanly wise, that is a term in here. Now, we're just using biblical terms here, okay? Stupidity is a biblical term, so I'm not swearing, I'm not being rude, I'm just using biblical terms. There's a lot of stupid people around. And there's a lot of them are in positions of authority and in positions of power that are bearing down on us. And uh, God's given me a little slogan, and that's all it is. It is just a slogan. And uh, I don't want to turn that into something huge and great. But, you know, in, the slogan is this, that in 2023, we choose to live free. And each time I say it, it comes out differently. But the two words that remain the same is 2023 and free. All right? Free. We will choose to live free. We will not be mandated what we can do, what we can say, where we can meet, how we can meet, how many of us can meet. Freedom is what we're having. All right? Freedom. Yeah. 
I believe, and this is the next point, that God wants to give us his wisdom for 2023 and beyond. However far is beyond until Jesus returns. It could be very short. It could be a while. It's as in my sense is, it'll be sooner than what a lot of Christians realize. But, you know, I could, be, I could be wrong. I could be out with my timing. But regardless, you know, I'm, I'm, your Bible says, look up for your redemption draws near. But it also says, occupy till I come. So we carry on working, carry on planning, carry on doing what we need to do until Jesus literally returns. So he wants to give us his wisdom for 2023. And here in Jeremiah, there's a scripture that stirs my heart uh, every time when I read it. Pastor Vanessa quoted it before in prayer. It says, this is what the Lord says, verse 16, stand in the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths, ask where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. And as a nation, we're standing at a crossroad. The wrong people have been in charge for too long. And what we have experienced has not given us rest for our souls. It's given us nothing but stress and the mess that we got on our hands today. You know, the ancient paths of what, what I would call the Judeo-Christian values are being abandoned. Actually, around the Western nations, it's just incredible. The good life that Christianity has given us, people think that will carry on if we abandon Christianity. Watch out. You know, the fabric of Christian ethics and principles in society are being torn up. Every kind of government department, city councils, uh, the language and the new documents that are coming out, policies and regulations and certainly laws have been invaded with principles that have not come down from above, but that have come from demon spirits up. And you know, I'm not planning to spoon feed you. I said that last year. You do your own research in regards to what's going on around us. But I suggest you better start reading the right sources and get away from the mainstream media because they will just lull you to sleep. But you know, everything that's going on with what they call the Great Reset and that Klaus Schwab weasel and his mates, uh, all of these evil maniacs and psychopaths, they got a plan for you and they got a plan for me. And the language that they got in their writing on, on their website is already in our government document. It's kind of already everywhere. The thing is, most people don't realize it's happening. It's happening incrementally. It's happening so subtly and so slowly. You know the old proverbial frog that sits in the, in, in the pot Everybody knows the story, but, you know, as you say, you, th you try to throw a, a frog into hot water, he will just jump straight back out again. And if some of you are wondering, yes, I've eaten frog, boiled frog, yes, I've eaten frog. 
And, but if you put him into cold water and sit him in a pot, he'll just quietly sit there and then quietly turn up the heat. And, and it'll happen and so subtle that the frog doesn't realize. And next minute it's too hot and he can't jump out anymore. And I'm very concerned that a lot of people are going to be boiled and fried, including a lot of Christians who are completely unaware and don't make it their business to find out what's actually going on. You know, the good way that the Bible speaks about is now called the evil way by the humanly wise. And you know, the Bible says, well, one to you for those of you that call good evil and evil good. We are in those days today. Isaiah 33 verse 6, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. You know, God's wisdom and his knowledge produces stable times, stable lives, stable families, and stable nations. The word stable here is we look in dictionaries uh, <laughs> one of the meanings that's in there is it says to remain in one place. Now, that's not to say that we can't move around. That's not to say that we can't shift from here to there, but some people, are, their lives are like, like living like gypsies. There's no stability in their lives. They don't know how to go somewhere and put down roots and stay there and, and, and rather than always looking for, you know, the, the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, which is kind of a proverbial sort of thing. It's like, oh, it's going to be better over there. And then, oh, that's not quite what I had in mind. Oh, it's going to be better over there. Stabilize. <laughs> okay. God's wisdom and his knowledge gives us stability. And I think it would be fair to say that currently we live in unstable times. And I don't need to tell you what's going on around the world. America is in meltdown as a nation, politically, economically, as a society. It's just a disaster. That as Christianity is uprooted, you know, when they threw prayer out of schools, and, you know, there was just one decision and then another decision and another decision. And then you got all of that other nonsense come in. And, and this is the thing. You take the word of God out of something and you take God's wisdom. It'll leave a vacuum and the world's wisdom will fill that vacuum every time. Every time. There is no such thing as a vacuum with nothing in it. In terms of nations and societies and so forth. I believe that God wants to give us his wisdom and help us to live stable lives in unstable times. They tell us in the eye of the storm, it's very quiet. <laughs> okay. And we've got a storm raging around us. And sadly, a lot of people don't even know it's raging. They don't know, like, well, what are you talking about? Okay. You know, we need to my sense is this, that to successfully negotiate new challenges that we will face in 2023, we need to not only return to the ancient paths, but we also need to ask for new wisdom. New wisdom 
concerning, there will be, this is just a, uh, just a few thoughts, all right? This is not a, an exhaustive list of what's coming down the pipeline in 2023 and beyond. Uh, there will be new technologies that will be rolled out, okay? There will be new philosophies that will be promoted harder than what they've promoted them before. With new philosophies, I mean all the isms, all right? For example, you know, socialism, communism, Marxism, and humanism, all of these isms. But you know, if you've got Christianity, you don't need any of that. Because this is all in opposition too. We only got one truth. We don't have 15 truths. There's only one truth. New traps will be laid out this year. And I said last year and the year before, I said, in my estimation, and this is just an opinion, okay, so somebody might disagree or might say, look, this is not the whole story, but in my estimation, we need to have the right knowledge going forward, and we need to have discernment so that we know when they tell a lie, we know it's a lie. Okay? And now I would like to add the third one, that's God's wisdom to negotiate everything that's coming down the pipeline. People were so relieved that, oh, the mandates are gone. This is marvelous. And it is. But don't think they've got not, nothing else up their sleeve. They're working in the background with all sorts of things. Digital ID Digital currency, just to throw a couple of things out there, and they say, what's wrong with that? You know, when the psychopaths are in charge of everything that you and I can do, where we can go, what we can buy, what we can spend our money on. See, money, as we understand it today, they're trying to make that disappear, and they're going to replace it with vouchers. And they're not paper vouchers. It's digital currency that is programmable, that, uh, they, that if you buy certain things, if it's not in the program, and, and, and with that social point system that they're wanting to bring in, which is already currently operating in, in China, I don't want to use the real name for it because we don't want to you know, upset the tube and then cut us off, but uh, with that system coming in, if you've been naughty and you haven't embraced the isms, certain things you will not be able to do. Certain things you will, you will not be able to buy. There's, as I say, there is a control mechanism coming down the pipeline that has never been possible before because the technology has not existed, but it is here today. All right. Free speech is under threat. We ought to be fighting for free speech. And there's wonderful people like the Free Speech Union and others who are sort of fighting. You know, as I say, for me, and this is the beginning of the year, and it's always wonderful when we get people coming back from holidays, people that are part of the house and people that are visiting and get guests that are in the house, and others might consider, say, look, we might want to get on board and we want to join the church. Look, it's very important for, for me that you understand who I am. Because I don't want you to join and start fussing in March and in April and in May. You see, I'm a freedom fighter. And I'm also part of the resistance. Now, that might not mean anything to some of you, all right? And I will probably find it hard to articulate what exactly that means, you know? I have a friend. He's a minister friend. And when he gets up somewhere, he gets up and he starts with that. 
Now, if you haven't seen the Hunger Games movie, that doesn't mean anything, all right? But for those of you that have seen it, you know what that means. Well, I'm one of those, all right? It's important that you understand who I am. Because in order for us to journey together, we're not everybody's cup of tea as a church. We understand that. We're not run of the mill. <laughs> okay. See, biblical Christianity is on a collision course with civil authorities due to newly proposed laws. And some laws that have already been passed are nothing short of a disaster. They've got a few others in the pipeline. Hate speech law. It's a disaster. It is actually, people don't realize this, it is actually designed to shut down Christianity and the preaching of the gospel. All right, because there's actually no problem with hate speech. Yeah, sure, people say things they shouldn't say, and people, you know, release their hate through speech and so forth, but, you know, you can't take freedom of speech away. You've, free speech needs to remain, and, uh, and, and, and that comes with some, you know, with some challenges, but uh, you, you can't legislate that. And that other stupid thing they got in the wings right now, that uh, uh, therapeutical... Uh, Bill thing, that is just a disaster of a bill. It is just a disaster. And things that some of us are now enjoying, products that we were able to purchase and, and, and buy and, or grow and, and so forth, uh, it'll all be taken away if nobody says anything and if nobody fights back. For anybody that's watching this thing, if you can't see the, the smutty hands of the pharmaceutical companies all over this thing, then I don't know how to help you. I really don't. All right, it's just a disaster. <laughs> it's just incredible. Pharmaceuticals. They want to turn everything into chemical medicines and take away all the products that some of us are taking today so that we can be healthy and strong. And somebody might say, well, how many pharmaceutical products are you taking, Pastor? Well, seeing you're asking, I'm taking none. I would if I need to, but I take a whole bunch of other products and natural things that help me to remain healthy and, and strong and that is all under threat. And most of the population in New Zealand don't know it's happening. And it is that crowd that is in power right now with this world's wisdom, which is, uh, which is earthly, sensual, and demonic, to take away freedoms and liberties and for us to be able to go about and live our, our lives in in. In all, as the word says, in all godliness and honesty, just being able to be free citizens. See, communism has never worked. It's always been a disaster. And this is just another manifestation of it. You know, the biblical mandate to call people to repentance will be deemed hate speech. To call people to repentance, all people, you know, people sometimes talk about those who are sexually alternative. No, all people need to be called to repentance, including those people uh, who are all over the place. You know, in Jeremiah, 
goes on here in, verse, in chapter 18, verse 15. God says, but my people are not so reliable, for they have deserted me. They burn incense to worthless idols. And of course, God speaking into the nation of Israel at a specific time, in a specific place and space. But I do believe that what we see in here is applicable even uh, to us today. He says, they have stumbled off the ancient highways and walk in muddy paths. Therefore, their land will become desolate, a monumental, uh, let me start again, a monument to their stupidity. All who pass by will be astonished and shake their heads in amazement. <laughs> okay. So, as Christianity is being abandoned by Western nations, they're turning to worshiping worthless idols. Do you know, save the planet has become the new catch cry. It's not, let's get people saved. You know, it's now save the planet. And climate change is becoming the new religion. And communist ideology is becoming the doctrine. That's, what, that's what's happening. And the muddy paths of wokeness, cancel culture, gender equality, are all monuments to people's stupidity. To use biblical terminology. All right, so, so friends, uh, we live in very unstable times. I believe God wants to give us understanding on how and wisdom, how we can live stable lives in the midst of unstable times. You know, I have a question, and I don't need an answer, but with what we have seen rolled out in the last couple of years in terms of the mandates and the demands that were placed on people, and some of you, 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 you were at the raw end of that. Uh, some of you lost your employment because you wasn't going to play this game. And, and you get, got out because you felt that, uh, you know, your liberty and your Christian values were more important than, than the, 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 the kind of the career that you had mapped out for yourself and so forth. And, and some of you felt that your medical freedom was more important than having to, to subject yourself to something that you disagreed with. And with what's down the pipeline and what's coming, what would you do if you could not carry on working in the career that you're in today? I'm just asking. I don't need an answer. All right? Because for some of us, it's been a little bit easier to say, no, we're not playing this game. No, we're not doing this. For others, it's been very difficult. All right? I'm not here to judge anybody for whatever decisions that they've made, but uh, as I say, they are working on other things. And at what point do we say, no, we're, no, we're not playing this game anymore. No we, will not, no, we will not be beaten into submission here. I'm just aware of a Christian school in New Zealand that we have, you know, the people that are leading that, that school and, and that environment we have some connection with, They've just decided last year, they're saying that we will have to shut the school down. We can no longer go along with the demands that are placed upon us by the education department and everything that, that we must do and everything that we must, we must do. We, it, it's now turned into such a situation. There's such a clash now with our values and with our principles and with our ethics. We can no longer do this. 
Now, I don't know how others are managing. I don't understand that whole world, and I, I'm not from the education uh, uh, department or world and so forth, but it's interesting. It's like, at what point would we say, no, 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 we're not doing this anymore. No, we will not be dictated. No, we will not roll up our sleeve anymore. No, we will not take another needle. No, we will not be dictated how many of us can meet, where we can meet, what we can say. We will not do this anymore. Let me wrap the message up with, uh, with just a few practical points. And by the way, I'm happy. <laughs> I just feel very strongly about these things, okay? I'm very happy. I'm a very happy man. But I'm very annoyed about some things. Look what they've done to people. Look what they're doing to the young people. It's like that disaster of gender ideology. It's a disaster. And it's a monument to people's stupidity, starting from politicians who would allow such a thing. To get young people who are just a bit mixed up for a period in their, in their gender identity. And most of them will come right. And with a bit of help, they, they, they can all come right. To now get them all under that system, and including the medical establishment playing along with it, to, to fill these people with chemicals, to chemically castrate them, and then to chop things away, and chop and cut away, and, and then bring out a person that come out at the other end, that they're no longer out, then there's no way back. And we got young people today that are saying, society has failed me. Politicians have failed me. I was mixed up for a period and look at me today. What a disaster. Where is the church? Where are the Christians? It's time for the church to arise and to be fearless in the face of all of that clever manipulation that's gone on. You know, there is language being used that is so clever that it's hard to argue against it. You know, language like equality, uh, sustainability. And at the front end, it's like you would read one of those documents. This is fantastic. But you need to know the evil intentions that, that are behind all of that. Non-discriminatory. Well, how would you argue against that? You know, but this is all the language that is being used to kind of bring all the unsuspecting people into that, to bring in laws and policies and regulations and different things that at a certain point when people wake up, it's like, you know, for, for, uh, for certain things there is no way back. And at what point do we say, no, 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 it's gone, it's, it's gone far enough. We, we, we will go back to the ancient paths. And no, we will not play this game. And we will not be bullied. We will not be manipulated. So how do I get God's wisdom? <laughs> okay, just to wrap things up.
Number one, or letter A, I've got four points very quickly. Letter A, it's in God's written word. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6, we've read it before. It says, the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. You know, the entire Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, is God's general wisdom for everyday living. And then, of course, they have what uh, Bible scholars call the wisdom literature within the Bible. You know, they break it up into various categories, like, you know, everybody knows we got the Gospels, then we got the letters in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, we got the books of Moses, and we got the, the major prophets and the minor prophets, and, and this is not Bible college uh, uh, session, I understand, but that's where we cover all of these things and we break it down, and there's the wisdom literature of which Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and the book of Job is all part of, and, and, uh, and it's very powerful and it's very punchy. And uh, I think we need more wisdom going forwards than what we ever needed before. Because we're at a new place and a new space. We've never been here before. And then secondly, let it be, God's wisdom is in the preaching and in the teaching of God's Word. Colossians 1.28, Paul says, Christ we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ. You see, there is wisdom going out in the preaching and teaching of the Word that you and I need. And uh, if I'm a pastor, and I think I am, and if I'm your pastor, I may, I may be for some of you, but, but, but I'm not for, for others of you, and, and as I say, it doesn't matter, but, but, but I'm mandated to bring God's wisdom for today's living in every Sunday, every time we come together, there is a wisdom that you and I need going forwards. And here's the trick, friends. The very answer that you need from God could be preached in the very church service that you choose to miss. Yet you're praying, say, God, I need an answer here. Here it was. It came out in a certain setting where you decided that you didn't need to be there. So don't slacken off, friend. Don't slacken off in your commitment to church services. I remember Vanessa and I, with our four little children, we went to Europe, we went via the U.S., and we always wanted to go there. We wanted to go be a part of uh, the camp meeting there with Kenneth Hagen uh, while he was still alive. And, uh, and we went there, and we had uh, four little ones. The younger one was two months old. And uh, we got there, and of course, uh, you know, we had no time for jet lag. We got four little kids to take care of, and we're getting into the meetings, and it was just wonderful. It's like, talk about powerful. It's like, this is amazing. And after a couple of days, and camp meeting running for four or five days, whatever it was, after a couple of days, it was just, oh, gosh, we can't keep up. Oh, and then, you know, something happens, and, and then the kids, you know, one of them spills something, and we had them all dressed up, and, oh, look, let's not go tonight. Let's not go to the evening meeting tonight. Well, guess what? We got there the following day, and everybody talked about the night meeting the night before that we missed. That was the most powerful meeting in the whole camp meeting. There was all sorts of things that happened that, 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 that uh, you know, took place and everything. The very service that we felt we couldn't be there as the very service, so we said we will never miss another service. And it's okay to be a little bit uh, precious over that, like, I don't want to miss out. 
I need all of God's wisdom for this year. I need the word more than ever, more than ever. And that's why I'm saying, uh, if, 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 the, if the sector that you're working in, uh, just to finish that question and that discussion, if that suddenly became such that you, could, you couldn't continue in, in that area, what would you do? It would be good to think about it at least and to pray about it. Because I say in some places and spaces, you know, I'm, I'm saying, how do these people manage that, uh, the compromise? You know, of Christian values and what's being demanded from them, let alone talking about medical mandates and everything. And at a certain point, uh, at a certain point, uh, you know, God's wisdom comes out for people that are part of the house. And some of you, you missed some of the wisdom that was given in the last, in the last 18 months. And, and you paid for it. And you're still paying for it. So I don't mean to come on heavy. But I'm saying there is a wisdom here that God gives us. And the written word of God is one vehicle to bring that to us. The preaching of the word is another vehicle. And of course, the, the third point, and this is, let us see, ask God for specific wisdom. We're wrapping up very shortly. James 1.5, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without approach, uh, reproach, and it will be given him. We ask for wisdom. I pray that prayer a lot. A, a lot. Like, oh my. Oh my. I need wisdom like more, more than what I've got. And, and, and I really feel we need new wisdom for this year to negotiate everything that we'll be facing. And uh, two more points, uh, letter D. Pray before you act. So don't just make decisions. Oh, it'll be fine. It may not be. So, oh, no, they're good people. They may not be. Oh, it won't harm me. Don't say that. Pray about it. What is God saying here? That thing that we've gone through in the last couple of three years has been so insidious and so subtle and so wicked. And a lot of Christians got caught up in the middle of all of that. Colossians 1.9, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Here it is, in, in all wisdom. Pray that God give us all wisdom that we are standing before a decision that we pray about and say, God, what are you saying here? I know this is what people are saying. This is what my friends are saying. This is what my family is saying. And, you know, families have been uh, divided in the last few years, and many of them never reconciled. It's been a disaster from wall to go. It's even negotiating that. God wants to give us wisdom. And uh, the last point here, letter E, it says, Jesus Christ is your wisdom. That ultimately, the Word of God's wonderful. Ultimately, the preaching and teaching is wonderful. You know, asking God for specific wisdom and even unsafe people can ask for wisdom and God will give it to them. But without Christ, people can't get into heaven. Christ has been made wisdom unto us. He's the ultimate wisdom. First Corinthians 1.30, because of God, you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. In Christ, we are put right with God 
and have been made holy and have been set free from sin. So as the scripture says, if people want to brag, they should brag only in the Lord. The wisest decision that anybody can make is to receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Let's bow our heads and close with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for speaking to us today. That once again, Lord, we ask for wisdom from heaven. Uh, Lord, we are in strong times and we need strong words to sustain us in these challenging days. And the wisdom, Lord, so we can live stable lives and have stable families in unstable times and in, uns in unstable economic situations. We thank you, Father, that you're leading us, you're guiding us by your Spirit. And Lord, you're present here right now, Lord, to touch our heart afresh. And I pray, God, specifically for those who have not yet received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Let their hearts be touched strongly. And Lord, everything that's been said and everything that's been done, whatever has been understood or not understood or even misunderstood, let people understand that without Christ, uh, people cannot get into heaven and are facing an eternity in hell. Thanks for watching Victory Christian Center. For more content, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or you can subscribe to our podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Podcasts. Check out our website at victory.net.nz. We'll see you again soon.